I went to the moped store with shoppers. The salesman's like, what up? What's your budget? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know nothing about mopeds. He said, I got the one for you. Follow me. Ooh, it's too real. Chrome down mirror, I don't need a windshield. Banana seat, I can't be on two wheels. 800 cash, that's a hell of a deal. I'm headed downtown. Cruising through the alley. Tiptoeing in the street like ballet. Pulled up. Moped to the ballet. White walls on the wheels like mayonnaise. Dope. My crew is ill. And all we need is two good wins. Got cash in the tank, cash in the bank. And a bad little mama with a f in my face. I'ma lick that, stick that. Break a rock, kick that. Snuck her in backstage. You don't need a wristband. Dope. Killing the game. About to catch a body. Pass the heartbeat. Dookie. Timberland, Khaled, Scott Storch, Birdman, got them. Man, everybody got Bugattis. But I'ma keep a hell of 1987 head into the dealership and drop a stack in Kawasaki. I'm stunning on everybody. Hella raw pesto wasabi. I'm so low that my scrotum's almost dragging up on the concrete. My seat is leather. I ride them line, it's pleather. But girl, we can still ride together. You don't need an Uber. You don't need a cab. Or get a bus pass. You got a moped, man. She got 1988 Mariah Carey hair. Very rare. Mom jeans on her derriere. Throwing up the west side as we tear in the air. Stop by Pipe Place. Throwing fish to a pipe. And good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to All Things SR Podcast. How's everybody this morning? Good to see everyone in the chat room. Hi, Pam. Good morning. How are you? Ready to go downtown, that's for sure. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. As Lori said, oh, we are jamming this morning. Absolutely. And I said, yes, we are having having a beautiful, beautiful morning here in Pennsylvania and afternoon. Um, I see Monica's on from Portugal. Susanna just joined us. Hi, Susanna. Hello, ladies. And Kenzie. Miss Kenzie <laughs> is there. She went downtown <laughs> yesterday. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, she did. Betty's saying, still breathing deeply while listening to O Fortuna. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And Jean Ann, it's good to see you in the chat room this morning. We have a lot of things to cover today, ladies. Oh, and Kenzie's saying, out in Oklahoma, it's as hot as New Orleans here. Uh, Yeah, it is here too. It's hot and steamy in this part of the country as well. I'm dying Um, here. Hey, Susie. Welcome. Susie, how are things in Adelaide? Great to see you this morning or evening, afternoon. Yep, it's just been an extraordinary week. We have more joining. Um, We've, you know, I, I wrote when I was writing SR about the podcast this week, I said it's you know, I was reflecting on the past two weeks and I said, you know, it was the agony of George Floyd mm. and and that 400 years of oppression and pain that that horrible tragedies brought to the forefront, not just in the United States, but worldwide. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ecstasy of this beloved book of ours coming to the screen finally and a beautiful adaptation by passion flicks part one was just um, fantastic and i happy i'm happy to report i finally got to watch it again last night so i'm still kind of swooning over the acting and 
the music and everything. Julia's um, eyes. Oh, don't get me started. We have Did a lot to cover Julia's today. Julia's eyes. <laughs> oh, it's you know what the acting. Everybody, I'm not just talking Melanie and Julio. I am talking. I'm talking the all of the cast, James and Margot and Julia, uh, who just did a terrific performance as Rachel. Oh, she um, was funny. I liked her. She really, and that was a great punch. I mean, you needed to have a little bit of that levity and that mm-hmm. uh, sass um, because it's such an intense relationship and, and it, between those two characters and it puts Gabriel in his place let's face it and yes yes <laughs> she calls him out and she that tells him she to does. stop it and that was does. lovely and it's great to see you Dahlia how are things in Egypt I, I want to send you some pictures at some point um, when I went there during my study abroad days I I just I fell in love with that country um mm-hmm. So many, so many great memories. Um, and you guys already kind of jumped the gun, Miss Kenzie Kins, on some of yes, the announcements that we have. Um, but it is exciting news. Um, yes. Redemption, uh, the script is being read. Is being read by the boss himself. It arrived um, in his mail yesterday. It's so Afternoon exciting. Mm-hmm. It is so exciting that mm-hmm. he is starting to, the script review. Um, very, very happy about yeah, I'm sure, that. And I'm sure he'll be real happy with it, too. <laughs> and Kenzie, I know you couldn't contain yourself, and we're happy that you mentioned it. It is great news. It is mm-hmm. great, great news. So we, you know, Pam, do you want to start with some of our announcements from SR? Um, I think we may have mentioned... Um, we have a lot of different things we're covering today, um, mm-hmm. including reviews and how to write reviews is kind of one of the focuses of the podcast today. We're yeah, calling because... it Love, Light, and Writing Reviews. Yes, because um, that's one of the things that SR had mentioned in his notes for us. Uh, he, he wanted to make sure that we would write reviews uh, in the IMDb database, uh, Amazon, uh, you can go into, uh, if you have an Apple phone, the App Store, and rate and review the Passion Flicks app. Uh, you can go into Amazon, right into Gabriel's Inferno, Inferno the movie, and you can put whatever you want in there. And how important it is. And one of the things that it helps draw attention to it is the metrics. Uh because a lot of people will look at reviews to see if it's any good, of course. But it brings industry uh, look, looking at the metrics of, of how a film does. And I was looking at some past films and, you know, you get the, some of the really great films like Casablanca or whatever that would have like nine, ten metric points. Where, and sadly, but worth looking at anyway downhill which was the movie that julia was in this uh past winter with uh will farrell and julia louis dreyfus that metrics was like down i think it was like about 4.4 and julia got great reviews for it but it the movie didn't really do that well so you know that's one of the things that 
when people are looking for actors or films to promote in some way, whether it be for an Oscar or an Emmy, uh, that that would where would would they would be looking. So the more reviews, the better. Um, and as as much as I am a fan, the ten stars, the ten stars out of ten stars, is wonderful, and I put it in there in my own review. But you really have to be a little bit more circumspect and look at what you're doing. And look at the film, look at the acting, look at the production quality. And right along those lines. Um, you know, anything 8 to 10 is an excellent review, to be very honest with you. That's true. So, That's true. It, um, you know, you want, you want to be realistic. Um, and I'm seeing fans, uh, Kenzie saying, wow, way to call me out, ladies. I'm the worst fan for not reviewing yet. Kenzie, there is no judgment. I have no not judgment. reviewed, I have not put reviews out yet because I wanted to see it at least twice before I wrote my review. Although in an email to SR this week, I think I pretty much wrote, I wrote a good chunk of my review, I have a feeling, um, when I was kind of putting my thoughts to paper, um, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, we're seeing Dahlia had written hers on IMDb. Uh, Susie said Amazon's not accepting reviews or her, at least um, her reviews. So I've only been able to review on IMDb. I don't know if that's an Amazon I was Australia thing. On Amazon. I, I'm not sure. I, I, didn't someone say, I feel like I heard someone say they had, there was, they had criteria or you had to have a certain amount of spending on Amazon before you could write a review. I feel like that was something floating around in the ether. So um, but uh, Susie, um, actually, I, I saw your review. One of the things we were going to do is share a few reviews. And I actually, yours is one I, that I wanted to share today because I thought it was well written um, on IMDb. Um, yes, Kenzie says Amazon is very strange sometimes. Yeah, they um, are. They have uh, very, you know, they, they're doing a lot. They have a lot of uh, specificity. Lori's feeling bad that she hasn't done this yet. Let's keep in mind, everybody, this film has only been released for one week. Mm -hmm. So don't be too hard on yourselves. No, don't I be. Mean, we, I mean, I, like I said, I haven't written my review yet. Um, but the important thing is to write the reviews. The, the film's um, just a week, a week old, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's something, and this is why we wanted to do this podcast to talk about reviews and writing reviews and, um, all the other good news going on today. Um, mm -hmm. Monica that's, said that's concerning Amazon and sadly, if I don't buy any book, um, in six months, I can't review, even if I have an audible subscription, she said, and she has a $50 in gift card balance. Um, so if we have any tips for me, I'm not sure, Monica, about that. I think that's one of the ways Amazon wants to keep you shopping there and keep you there, um, mm -hmm. building the Amazon community, so to speak. But um, I think people just should be aware of that. Uh, and Susie noted, thank you, Susie. She's outside the U.S., so she can only review on Amazon Australia. So, uh, okay, that makes that makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, was... because it's such a worldwide, Amazon's such a worldwide enterprise. So. No, I, I know, but I think it also has depends upon where mm -hmm. it's been released from. 
Right. That might be part of it. I don't know. I don't, they're, right. they're weird. They're so weird. Well, and I know different laws apply in different uh, jurisdictions and countries. And I see uh, Tatiana joined us. Hi, Tatiana. Hi, Tatiana. Um, Dolly says she's in Egypt, but IMDb is available worldwide. Just create an account and you're good to go. Right. So. Um, and, yeah, and it's easy to do. And, I, and you can sign up right through your Facebook account, which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't kind of want to stay away from a little bit. But you can do it that way. I think you can do it through, if you have a Gmail account, you can do it that way as well. Mm-hmm. And Betty noted she needs to work on her review. I can't wait to read your review, Betty, because you have such a great way with words. Yes. Um, yes. And now, and Kenzie noted she's watched it seven times. So you definitely <laughs> have a perspective. And Susie's only watched it eight times. I'm jealous of you all, ladies. I'm jealous of you all. Oh I got my God. second time in last night and... Uh, Dolly says, I feel like I've been slacking. I just saw it five times now, but I have to say I finished watching at 2 a.m. and I really was tempted to hit replay <laughs> and I thought that would not be good for the morning podcast. So, well, you know, anything uh, 10 times. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I, I'm says, such a slacker. <laughs> well, uh, in the chat, times. they're wondering, they're wondering about, um, how many times Julio's watched it by now and Dolly said last she checked he was at nine um Mm -hmm. so Tatiana says 10 plus times Susana's 10 times (laughs) you guys are such great fans but it's so (laughs) good isn't it it's so good and Lori's watched it three um well for me after the news that's been going on this last week you, I, you, not, you can't watch news 24-7, and it just, between um, George Floyd and coronavirus and the idiot, the Cheeto-in-Chief, I, I put this movie on, or whatever else I can put on, to be honest with you, sometimes. But you can't, well, and can't I think that it. goes to... Um... It, that 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 just speaks to one of the themes we've been talking about on the podcast: the fact mm-hmm. that um, we have been fortunate that this whole production process um, has uh, really been a wonderful, pleasant distraction, and our our community that's grown around um, the writing of Sylvain Reynard has been a real source of light um, and love during these really challenging times. Yes. So it's, it's, and you know, it's important. It's, it's important that we've, we have these, that. these ways to celebrate and have joy when, when life is, is stressful and tough. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I saw I wanted us to bring out is that, you know, if we, we, in our own ways can contribute to peace and truth and reconciliation in our own communities, because sadly not it's not just the U.S. that has this issue. There are other countries that also have the issue. Uh, I heard uh, Prime Minister Trudeau speak to it this week, too. Um, so, and we're such an international group that, you know, it, it's like the pebble in the pond. You, you drop one and it, how it rings out and spreads. Mm-hmm. So if each person were to drop that little pedal, pebble somewhere... 
it will, you know, reach out and spread with their community to the point where it would, you know, it, it, I'd love to say that it would reach everybody and teach everybody, but it, it would bring that much more love and light that come into our, our lives. And so it's, you know, he, you know, it's the strength and the diversity and, and compassion that our community brings that if we spread that, that that much more so yes yes and I, I think you know it's it's you you touched on and you highlighted um, SR had that special message for us today um, how a reading community can contribute to peace truth and reconciliation in their own communities I believe our community is a very strong compassionate mm -hmm. diverse international group and because of its strength, diversity, and compassion, I believe our community can really contribute to bettering the current state of the world. Mm -hmm. So SR would like to challenge our readers to spread kindness, awareness, and compassion in their own communities now more than ever. Yeah. And, that, and that was SR's big message to us this week. You know, I, I call him the Pied Piper. You know, I know He really is. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that the Pied Piper of Hamlin... <laughs> was to get the rats out of a town, you know. It was during the plague and what have you. But in in respect, he is like Speaking that. of plagues. <laughs> during the Speaking plague of, plagues, of 2020. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, at least can. He brings the hope and the kindness and the compassion. And we follow that, so... Yes, we do. That's and, why he's and, the Pied Piper. And it's good to see, uh, you know, speaking of SR, just speaking of our international community, um, you know, Franca just joined us. So hello, Franca. Uh, Lori, hi. Good morning. Good to see you. Um, and, you know, the some of the other news that SR had was a, about part two being yes. released in July. Um, and SR has seen the rough cut. And he and loves it. He says it's very, very good. Readers <laughs> will love it. Now, mind you, this is what he said about part one. So we are in for a treat. And it's especially true. we know some of the things that are going to be happening in that part two. The epic battle. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that battle. <laughs> I know. And then the aftermath. Yes. Oh, yes, I cannot wait. It's so good. So I, fun. I, um, on the last chapter of Gabriel's Inferno, I was doing my reread, um, and I ran out of time. I was going to finish it this morning. And I ran out of time before the podcast. So I'm literally at chapter 34 and, um, I just, you know, every time you read this book, you find something, you see something else and it, you just, you know, I almost forget how good it really is and how beautifully written it is. And then I read it and then I'm like, ah. Oh, it's just such a gift. It really is. And Miss Betty, I think an I Love Paul mug would be very nice as well. You could have I yes. Love Paul on one side and Angel <laughs> Fucker on the other side. Yes. Speaking of mugs, because we that's kind of going into uh, our next, uh, well, we have one more bit of news before going yes. into the Passion Flicks merchandise that's available now. And that's yeah, the... Audio, the audio of Gabriel's of Inferno Gabriel's is going to be on the lookout, right? For sale. 
and uh, the man in the black suit is still on sale for uh, 99 cents U.S., Aussie, and Canadian, and 99 euro, or 0.99 euro, however that works, and mm. also 99p in the U.K. <laughs> yeah. I always, always love that. Yes. 99p. Uh, 99p. Oh, that's six, seven P. I was like, oh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I, I know many of you have already read um, Man in the Black Suit, but if you haven't or if you have a friend who you would like to introduce to SR's writing, I think that's a lovely opportunity to do so. Absolutely. Um, you know, any, any gateway to the writing, um, I think would be a truly appreciated gift by friends. So, um, definitely make sure you tell your, uh, your friends, um, about these specials that are going on. And speaking of other wonderful purchases, there is announcement with new merchandise and from passion flicks from passion flicks. Uh, they, they brought out, uh, the mugs as it's been mm-hmm. noted, uh, the angel fucker mugs. Um, which I have a feeling are going to sell out pretty fast. Um, mm-hmm. The film poster is now available. Uh, hats, are, hats are coming, right? They yeah, there are hats coming. And, and the wine glasses. The wine glasser. glasses. Glasses. <laughs> I need a glasser right now. <laughs> a glasser um, too? A glasser of ice, <laughs> actually. It's hot. It's humid. Yes, it and is. Also, um, the Angel Fucker mug. Yes. Sorry, Betty. I'm sure that they they will take into consideration (laughs) your suggestion and uh, work with it appropriately. In the chat, um, Dahlia said, I would love to have the mug, but it's got to be PG for my kids. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I think we can appreciate that, Dahlia. And Kenzie's saying, I can't afford anything else right now. I'm waiting for my hoodie and wine glasses. She's hoping to get the poster and mug soon. Kenzie's buying every piece of merchandise I think they put I out there. I think you are. Uh, Super fan. And Jean Ann noted yeah. that the wine glass set is already sold out, as well as some of the individual wine glasses. Thank you for the update on that, yeah. Jean Ann. Boy, that they went fast, didn't they? I, they, I have a feeling they're going to be reordering fast. those. I mean, I, some of the, I know some of the limited t-shirts, the sizes are sold out mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, what, the one thing I, I, they haven't really worked on yet is how to, uh, get this out internationally. Cause I understand that the, um, the price, the international shipping charges are, are a killer. I think it all depends on where you are. And um, that's always the challenge, right? I know Dahlia noted she just bought her T-shirt. So that will be coming your way um, from L.A. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems like, uh, yeah, the Epperwitz shirt, we were just talking about that. I was like, oh, I wanted to try and reorder that. It apparently is completely sold out. Susie wanted to buy a hoodie, but they've sold out. So I think a nice problem for Passion Flicks... uh, to is have. that they are selling it out. Yes, and, and Dahlia paid $45. Was that for the shipping? For shipping. Dahlia, I'm guessing it might be. Um, converting that into Egyptian pounds, it's over 1,000 Egyptian pounds, but totally worth it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they are. I have to say the merchandise that the quality is quite good. So it, it is. is it is an investment, but it's um, it is it is worth um, that they're giving you good quality items, which which I appreciate. Um, I, I, I do have the uh, T-shirt um, and I my Italian mm. is terrible. So is my Latin. Um, but I do have the uh, My Blessedness Appears Tear Shoot t-shirt, mm -hmm. and it's, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, it's so soft. I really do yeah. like it. Yeah, so, and, and, and Susie made a good note as well that I wanted to share um, regarding it's not just the shipping, it's also the exchange rates, um, at least for her in Australia. She said the Aussie dollar is weak against the U.S. dollar. So that, you know, Susie, that's a great point because mm -hmm. – um, the exchange rates can can make things um, a little higher or a little lower than you're planning to spend. So um, the more you get, the less international shipping it is for me, at least, is what Tatiana said. Mm -hmm. um, she'd be going to Russia. Um, Susie noted um, it would be $130 for the hoodie for her, which I know you're willing to spend. Hopefully they'll reorder. They'll get more hoodies in stock, Susie. Um, I hope so. She's Monica said, I could have it all with a hundred dollars if I lived in the U S <laughs> Monica, I live in the U S and I can't have it all. either. So. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to have, uh, it's nice that they're offering all those different options though. Yes. Um, and, I and think it's, it's nice doing, for the fans and hopefully they'll be doing some reordering as well. Yes. I'm hopeful. Um, I saw, I think Kenzie noted that even for some of their other, pro, uh, their other films like Dirty Sexy Saint, she said, um, she noted that a lot of that merchandise is sold out. Um, but I do know in the Passion Pod, uh, they were talking about reordering things. Um, and, and there's been a request for the shirt, um, Kincaid's, in the, that was in that series. Mm -hmm. um, that was the name of the bar. And they're, they're working on ordering t-shirts so uh passion flicks members could have kincaid t-shirts so they do listen to fans they do. um which is which is really great because i i was saying before we went on air that um i'm really excited that they have the mug just because so many fans were interested in having except for betty who wants the i love paul mug and i know that betty um wanted that angel fucker mug that's mm -hmm. That, that had been a huge uh, talking point for, for many, many months. So I'm glad people were able to get it. Yes. So. So you want to talk about the German translation? Yes. I, I wanted, I did want to share, um, you know, there have been so many different translations and the fact that the film had uh, many, many subtitles. And I wanted to do a shout out to Tatiana for her efforts um, and Tatiana, I know there were other people involved, so if you want to recognize them, that's fine. Um, and getting uh, Russian subtitles onto the Passion Flicks film, um, I, I thought that was great. And I, I was happy that Passion Flicks was able to um, listen to uh, the, the viewers. You can't always, when you make these efforts and you make these requests, it, they sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but Passion Flicks uh, does uh, include many subtitles, uh, many different languages and subtitles with Gabriel's uh, part one, 
passion flicks has I'm forgetting how many languages French German uh, Russian Portuguese Portuguese I'm missing I'm missing Italian one. French German Russian Portuguese I, I I was looking at it last night I I, I was too over to that um, so so Polish, translation yes and Czech mm-hmm. Czech thank you Susanna and um, translations are always a, a big issue. Um, one of the things that I saw actually after the podcast last week on the SR Fox's Den was a, a reader um, who was very interested. Her name is Kula. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kula was very interested in getting the Gabriel's Inferno series published into German because uh, that translation has not occurred yet, which think about it, we've had it in so many other languages. It's almost surprising that German hasn't uh, been one of the languages it's made it to yet. But I know that's been a source of, uh, you know, it's been one of the desires of, I know uh, Nina had talked about trying to get that before. Um, so, so based on her message, I had reached out to her and I said, you know, tell us about what you want to do. We're going to try and help shed the light and spread some word, spread the word about it. So, um, I connected her with, uh, MJ and some of the other folks who did a lot of work on getting translations for into Spanish language. And, uh, there is now a petition and I'm going to put all these links in the chat room link. Uh, if you want to follow Kula and her efforts, she's at Casey1972 on Twitter and Colibri1972 on Instagram. Um, she is working with bloggers. Uh, Kula is a, is a writer in her own right. Um, she's read Gabriel's Inferno in English and Greek. She's actually um, Greek, but she's really looking for German translation. And she's working with bloggers in Germany. The hashtag is Gabriel's Inferno Books for Germany. And I will put the petitions. Uh, there have been two that her and her friends have mounted, um, trying to, t- to target some of the different German publishers, including Forever, uh, Hainver, Piperver, Piperver, Goldmanver, Verlag. Um, so I'll, I'll include all of these in the chat room. Um, just to let you know that this is happening. And if you happen to have, obviously anyone who signs and everyone's welcome to sign, but really want to try and reach out to friends that you may know in Germany who would be, um, who might be interested. And I see a lot of you in the chat room have already signed. That's great. Tatiana saw the petition signed, though I don't know German so much. Monica's already signed. Uh, It's really great. I think the more languages we can have, the more people will have a chance to read um, and read the book and, and discover this beautiful story. And now is a good time as well, obviously, because of the film. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can see the film. You have German subtitles for the film. How great would it be to actually be able to read the books in in? your native language mm-hmm. if you live in Germany. So I'm going to put a whole 
list of stuff right in a chat room. Um, you can follow Kula and you can uh, also take a look at the sit and sign the petition. I know she really, really appreciates any kind of outreach retweets messages that you can share. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point to make. You know, it, it also gets the attention of the publishers. Uh, yes. The more, the more they get hit, that this would be a, a good investment for them. Because, yes. all, again, it all comes down to money. It does. It, it does. And, and, and it's, it's not just that they, you know, it, translations often run longer um, I know in this case, Germ the German would be a longer book, so more to print, more to translate. Mm -hmm. And as you know, Gabriel's Inferno is, is long. You know, it's not your standard romance novel length. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's, it's going to be an effort. But um, I know Kula had noted that some, uh, at least one or two publishers are referring it to their romance division. Um, so she's gotten some feedback on the emails that she sent so far. That's good. Um, and as Betty says, happy to support German readers. And I'm seeing that Joss has to leave. Have a good weekend, Joss. Um, Yvonne noted, yeah, we really need this book in Germany. I already signed and spread the word. Thank you, good. Yvonne. Thank you. Um, that's what we want to do. So um, I was trying to cut and paste some of the things. It wasn't letting me do all of them. So um KC1972 is on Twitter and Calibri1972 is on Instagram. So that's, uh, you can start following Kula and I'm going to see if I, if they'll let me get this, uh, link in here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I think it's important and, and actually, why don't you just, if you follow the hashtag that will get you right to, um, check the hashtag to find the. The petitions, yeah, because uh, the links are not cooperating with me right now. Yeah. Always the so, way. always the way. I'll try again. Though maybe I might be able to. Um, I will also include though the the uh, Twitter handles for the publishers that she is working on reaching out to. So. It would be a real, real treat to be able to offer the books to German readers. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really, really special. So um, I guess now uh, we can go towards uh, a few of the uh, reviews that we've seen and talk sure. a little more about uh, tips for reviews. Um, I know that, uh, I, I think I noted that I was out looking at some of the IMDB. Um, there's been some really great ones and I am actually not to embarrass you, Monica, but I really, I thought yours was great on IMDB and it was called close to perfection. The set, the music, the chemistry, the importance and respect and details. Wow. The intro is perfect. The film is very true to the book. A work of art transported to film. 
Julia and Gabriel were really well represented. It's romance, it's love, it's friendship, forgiveness, redemption, and beauty. Everything, really, was like I've pictured. It scared me a bit. It was exactly like that in my mind. Thank you, Sylvain Renard, and thank you, Passion Flicks, for making these characters come to life. Um, you know, it, it captures, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about what makes a review and what's good to include in review, and it really hit a lot of the buttons that... Um, Pam and I did a little research on what makes a good review, right. and it hit a lot of those buttons, talking yeah. about the quality and the production, the acting, all of it. Yeah, they were some of the some of the things that, that they felt that in some of the stuff that we looked at. Um, these are like the essential details: uh, who directed the movie, who starred in mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. is it a sequel, adaptation, or a remake? And, you know, some, some of the publications like to keep these reviews. And again, that brings the word of mouth in. Uh, it spreads the words in the industry. Uh, when Passion Flicks is going to look for money to make another movie, because uh, many studios, and I'm sure Passion Flicks does this too, they have a certain amount that they have to have to make the movie. And the more good here they hear the more money that'll come in for passion flicks, the more subscribers will come in. And that's, you know, many of us want to see the man in the black suit film made or the, um, Florentine series made. And that all the, all that, especially the Florentine series is going to take a lot of money because the Florentine series has going to have special, would have special effects in it with, you know, the vampires climbing walls and, Right, well, right. Like laws, but for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and, and I can I can offer another example, and then Pam, if you want to talk a little bit more about some of the things that make the reviews good. Sure. Um, another review uh, I thought really hit things was from J. Wade Teacher. Um, the headline was "Exceeded My Expectations on All Levels." Um, my expectations were high because I have read this book more times than I can remember. I have loved the story and these characters for years. When it was announced that it would be made into a movie, I was excited and apprehensive. I can say unequivocally, there is not one aspect of this production that disappointed me. The adaptation of the book to the movie is spot on perfection. The actors became the characters flawlessly. Julio and Melanie created a chemistry that took me into their world and had me crying and laughing right along with them. The sets are exactly as I visualized them. The attention to detail is incredible. What a fabulous cast Tosca assembled. Author Sylvain Reynard made a wise choice trusting his treasured story to the professionals at Passion Flicks, and they proved to be worthy. So again, they're highlighting a lot of different aspects. It's not just, hey, this was great. I loved it. You know, they're giving examples of why it was great and, and highlighting elements that made it um, exciting. And, and the, it highlighted different aspects of the movie production from the sets to the acting. Right. Um, it's, it, you know, it's good to provide context, but you don't want to mm -hmm. overdo it either. You know, you can put in a couple of telling details and that's usually pretty good. And if there's... You don't have to summarize the entire movie. 
uh, in other words. Because you want to you want to make sure that you have a um, a comprehensive look at the plot. You know, to be sure, you need to make clear whether the movie is soft spoken art house film, or if it's an installment. Um, because there's a lot of installments now, especially with the the big budgets. If you look at like the Masters of the Universe series or Superman or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, it it's also a, really not a great thing to put spoilers in. But if you do, please make sure you mark that there are spoilers in this because there are right. people that don't want to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. gotta leave it suspenseful. I mean, look at the trailer. When Absolutely. the trailer came out, you know, you're looking, you're looking at that, and you see all these little snippets, you know, like you you don't know what the entire movie's about, but it, it's enough to catch your catch what you want to be looking at. So. Exactly, and and I also think you know. Um, Another, you know, another source that I came across on tips for writing a film review was a blog post from uh, the New York Film Academy. Now, of course, this is a little more um, for the, the, the film students, um, but I think it's, it's, really, um, it's, it's really helpful. And in fact, actually, maybe I'll see if I can post this link in there. Um, but they have a variety of tips about, oh, to see that link worked um, this time. But they have a variety of tips, you know, in terms of express your opinions and support your criticism, which I think the the ones that we read did that. Um, consider the audience who you're writing for. In this case, you know, you're writing for uh, IMDb or Amazon or Google Play, you know, writing for fans, uh, writing for people who might be reading the movies, um, mentioning the actors, calling out directors and cinematographers, any special effects, which some of the reviews we wrote um, did. Uh, This one recommended not doing spoilers, but if you do, um, as Pam said, you, you need to have a warning up front that there are spoilers. And I've seen that in book reviews, too. I think that's a really good practice. Um, I, study the professionals so you can take a look and, you know, look at some other reviews so you can get an idea of what to write or how to write. Um, and then reread, rewrite, and edit and find your voice. So now, again, this is a little more for students, so... You don't have to take it as seriously as that, um, but, but it's a, it was some it, good guidance. Yeah, and that's basically <clears throat> it. I mean, they're 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 talk, talking about also looking at at some of the uh, legendary reviewers like Pauline Kael or Roger Ebert. Um, mm-hmm. They were like the New York Times and I think the Chicago Sun as well, and you know, so there it gives you. A basic idea. I mean, again, you don't have to be a professional to do this. It's Mm -hmm. give you a place to look. That's right. Franca, Franca's saying she's hopeless. I'm going to try to write soon. She said Effie Kamenus Spire wrote a really good review. Franca, earlier, I think before you joined, um, we said don't pressure yourself. It's only the film's only been out a week. Yeah. 
thought that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do the podcast to give people tips or pointers if they haven't done reviews before and also encourage you to do so when you have the time. Um, and I wanted to do one more example, if that's okay, Pam, I actually sure. have two more that I pulled, but, um, and Susie, I'm actually, I'm pulling yours. So, uh, hope you don't mind. Susie says she struggles to write a good review, but I do my best because I think it's important to support authors. And it is true. Um, I, I thought yours also was a great example, um, kind of highlighting some of the things that were mentioned and in, in things to do when writing a review. Uh, it's brilliant adaptation from book to screen was the title. Passion Flicks' best production to date. Gabriel's Inferno is one of my absolute favorite novels by Canadian author Sylvain Reynard and Tosca Musk and her team at Passion Flicks with, have, without a doubt, done this epic and most beautifully written love story justice in adapting it for the screen. With an incredible and exceptionally talented cast led by Italian actor Giulia Baruti and Australian actress Melanie Zanetti, and with excellent direction by Tosca Musk, this first installment of the movie just blew me away. Baruti and Zanetti embody the characters of Gabriel and Julia perfectly. It's as if they walked right out of the pages of the book. They are really that good. Every glance, every frown, every twitch of the jaw, bite of the lip, a single teardrop was done with perfection. An emotional and stunningly beautiful movie, which you'll want to watch more than once. Looking forward to parts two and three. So, um, as, and I'm seeing some of the comments in the chat room. Uh, Dahlia noted, ladies, right from the heart. It doesn't have to be professionally written as long as it comes from the heart and reflects what you felt while watching. Absolutely. Susie feels like she used too many words. I thought it was beautifully written. It Susie. was beautifully written. Um, and Kenzie says, that's why I try to think, but I get into my head too much and fixate. That's easy to do, but Kenzie, you, you're very, you have, uh, you've written some beautiful posts, so I think you can easily translate that. Franca says, thanks, Leslie. That's why I've been holding back so that I can see how others structure theirs. Also don't want to keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And she said, yes, Susie's was also great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there, there are lots of good samples. I know, Franca, I've, I struggled a little bit, too, in terms of saying the same things. But if these are the points that are speaking to you, don't be afraid to say the same things. Um, yeah. If you have other, other opinions as well. You can put them out there and, and something may speak to you more strongly than someone else. I know for some people, the music really, um, was a surprisingly strong element of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, I think many, many people just were blown away by the performances of the characters. Um, and you know, it's beautifully shot. So as yes, Kenzie, I was, Lacrimosa made her heart happy. Um, yeah. And, and the inclusion of Matthew Barber's music made many people happy because that actually was mentioned in the books. And it's very yes. hard to get the rights to the many of the books, many of the music that the authors reference in books. So and rumor uh, has it he offered the music to to uh, SR and Passion Flicks on his own, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Really, really great. And I'm, and I'm sure that was due to one of his major fans, Dana, writing to him. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, is that, you know, he reached out as opposed to them reaching out to him. Which is wonderful. Um, you know, and, and the other thing, you know, one of the things that people do, some people, the, the professional reviewers do, and again, 
You don't have to be professional. Is if you just jot down notes. Mm -hmm. And then once you have the notes together, then you can put, you formulate your review at that point. It's really um, helpful. Um, I actually did that. I was trying to capture my impressions watching the first time, which is a little weird and hard because you want to just completely be immersed in it. But there were certain scenes that I, you know, I, I had very strong reactions to. Um, you guys probably all know the ones. Um, you know, I, I'm looking in the chat room. Tatiana said, Gabriel's Inferno is actually the first movie I rewatch on the loop because Julia and Melanie have phenomenal acting skills. I'm fixated on their faces. And Kenzie noted, I laughed at Melanie realizing on set that Julia was actually a good actor and they were going to be okay. I thought the same as Melanie when I saw Julio, <laughs> which is awful <laughs> for judging. Um, and uh, and Franca James said, did I love well too. As oh, Paul. yeah. Well, we can't forget yeah. our Paul. Oh, we will never forget our Paul. No. Uh, Franca loved Lacrimosa as well. And have any of you seen the movie Amadeus? That was about Mozart. Quite an old movie, but I love it. Yes, Franca. Love, love, love. If you haven't seen it, um, you, some of the younger ones in the group, uh, definitely worth the watch. Um, I believe he won. Did he win an Oscar? If he didn't win the Oscar, he I, was nominated for the Oscar. I think he um, may have. I, Amadeus won a few awards, and I think because it was originally on Broadway as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really strong. You know, I, one of the things I loved, oh, my God, I love this. I, I noticed this I was watching, when I was re-watching it. The tear. I mean, yes. you've, got, you've got the orchard That's tear. It. And yes. he's sitting there and, and the tear's going down his cheek. And then we come into the, towards the end of the movie at the drunk scene. Yeah. And yes. the tear. Yes. When, when I read Tatiana's comment about their expressions and their faces and their acting, that is, that for me was the, I mean, that just seared it, mm -hmm. especially at the end when he ha had that drunk the drunk clarity uh, and the drunk realization that he was with his Beatrice. Uh, and Julio's expressions just, his acting blew me away. i very, very impressed. Very impressed um, with it, yes. And uh, Kenzie's yeah. talking about the opening alone with, with uh, Henry Halliday's painting. And I, I said this to SR actually the other day in, um, I don't know if it was in an email or in a tweet or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've mentioned, I've, I've mentioned on the podcast and I've mentioned to anybody who would listen to me, that wouldn't it be great if they could do Julio and Melanie on a recreation of the painting, you know, as an opening mm. scene and walking. Now, that would have been hard because the Ponte Vecchio wasn't fully built yet. And that kind of stuff. So the fact that they had the painting there and La Cremosa was mm. just incredible to me. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned this last week when SR was on the podcast, the opening scene for me. The, honestly, I, I do think that was the best opening sequence of any film I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. That line is probably going to be in my review when I write it. I, and I'm talking, I'm a, I'm a classic film buff. Like I have watched a lot of movies from the creation of film on up. Um, I, that the opening sequence I just thought was so brilliant and it was brilliantly woven in 
to the storyline that takes you right into the classroom with Julia Mm -hmm. being off in her own world and then being flung into the, the uh, crosshairs of professor Emerson asking her the question. Mm -hmm. Ah, so beautiful. And a half hours to film that scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. And Tatiana, I, I, you know what? I, I noticed the earrings last night, but it didn't register in my head. I loved your observation. The star earrings, she said, um, not to Dante and Beatrice in fixed star paradise that he shows her later in his study. Attention to details are wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And Kenzie I'll, and I I'll had this discussion. She agreed. It's the best film opening it. ever. Yeah. You guys know I lost it from that alone by literally gasped and tears welled in my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the same reaction. I, I, I mean, I, I had a vis, I had a visceral reaction um to the opening it was just very emotional um very beautifully done um one other thing if you go to the imd data database their help mm-hmm. uh you can find i will review tips and in fact i'm going to put that one in there as well one other one last thing before we move on to our last topic because i know we're at five till already mm-hmm. um I'm going to put the review tips for the IMDb site. You do want to pay attention. Some sites have a length requirements in terms of you can only have so many words or so many characters. You need to pay mm-hmm. attention to that because if it's too long, they won't, they won't include it. Right. So just a minor tip there. And uh, it, it's, it's just... Uh, it's, it's really helpful to the productions if you write the reviews. Um, so we, we do encourage you to do so. Don't be afraid. Um, just write, as Dahlia noted, you know, just write how you feel. You don't have mm-hmm. to be a great writer, um, but every review helps and contributes. And as Pam mentioned this earlier, it or drives the metrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And lastly, but not leastly, yes. Speaking of driving metrics, <laughs> we do want to do a, a, a yeah. We do want to mention um, the fact that we have to watch um, and report if you see any illegal recordings. We want to you want to report it to info at passionflix.com. And and don't tag them on it. Because that just right. spreads the length. Uh, a copy, if you if you cut and paste the link into an email to Passionflix, they'll be able to go from there and get it taken down. I know that it's that this is out on YouTube as well, and it's very hard to get things taken off of YouTube, as Kenzie will tell you as well. And uh, there was something that had come out on uh, a, a book of SRs that was being read on YouTube, and I noticed it in January, and I think Kenzie had seen it in December. And I remember uh, contacting YouTube about it. And they, if it's not your copyright, they, they'll tell you that. So you want to you make sure that 
Uh, Passion Flicks knows about if it's a film. And if it's a book, you want to make sure that uh, Nina and SR know about it. Because they can send it off to the publisher and the publisher's legal department can do what they need to do with it. You know, and it's it's going to happen a hundred, it's going to happen a lot. Unfortunately, it happens with, and I, and I said this to SR in a note the other day, It ha every studio will have a pirated copy out there by many means of any movie that they've done. And sometimes they're even about, they're out being sold on the street like three days before the film even releases a month before. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the hard part. And it's just sad this has happened because it takes, it takes away the first passion flicks, the subscription fees that help them create more movies. And that's what we want. You know, they started that for us romance readers that we can have these books made into film that probably wouldn't be made by any of the other studios. So we want to make sure that, you know, we get that information out right. there. And it definitely wouldn't be made the same way by the other studios because Passion Flix no. is goal is to be true to the books and to be true uh, making these films for the fans. Mm -hmm. So that's a very important point um, to underscore. And piracy under, undersells and, and jeopardizes uh, their abilities um, I know uh, many of you have seen Nina's very strongly worded, strongly um, felt post in the Fox's Den. Um, but from one site, there had already been 100,000 downloads. And if you think about how many subscriptions that could be, that's almost, not quite, but almost as much, uh, well, it's, it's a little bit under the amount that could be used to make another movie because mm -hmm. their budgets right now are about a million dollars a film. Right. So um, it really, really can hurt the industry. Um, as as uh, we mentioned, if you have, uh, if you see the piracy info at passionflix.com, I put it in uh, the chat room. Um, please email them. Um, uh, if you have a relationship or if you DM Dally before, that's fine. But they're really asking now to get everything in through email. Yeah. Info um, at passionflix. Info at passionflix.com. Dolly is saying that's just sad. It's illegal and such disrespect for the author, but filmmakers and actors. Kenzie says it's make it's made me angry. They have no right to steal art. And these fans think they are entitled to the film because they can't get it. But this is hurting the production of Rapture and Redemption and other Passionflix yes. films. Yeah. And um, what, you know, like we were talking about uh, Kula um, creating this German, wanting to get the German translations. This mm -hmm. has hurt the Spanish community big time. Because yes. the publishers look at, well, you got all these PDFs out there of the books. Mm -hmm. and right. Why are we going to publish it? It's already there. It's already right. Read. Right. So. And, and, and I, you know, I think Dahlia... Um, Dally has insight um, because she's faced many of these types of things in her production company. Um, YouTube was active and was able to remove the stuff that they shared. So she's hoping Passion Flicks can do the same. Mm -hmm. It's hard to control those websites that provide downloadable um, comments or um, torrents. Um, and 
Tatiana's noting yeah. other bad thing about piracies that people watching on shady sites and then they'll write negative reviews on credible sites because mm -hmm. they didn't watch um, the X-rated movie that they were promised on the shady sites. It also hurts filmmakers in terms of reviews. That's mm -hmm. that's true too, Tatiana. They a lot of those um, illegal sites are kind of baiting and switching and. Um, it's, it's, it's just very unfortunate, um, that people will do that. And it's baiting and switching. And it's also a great place to, uh, you know, send Trojans or viruses to your, to your laptops, computers. Right. Um, you know, and I, I only know that because I got caught with this with my son one time, many, many mm -hmm. years ago. And he tried to download probably an X-rated movie, if I know him at that time. <laughs> um, you know, these teenage boys. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a serious one where they wanted me to spend, I don't know how much money to just get, because they, they held my, my computer for ransom until I learned a little trick. But that was another story. So yeah, so you know that's something you gotta you gotta watch out for as well. Right, right. Um, so just keep in mind, um, as as Pam has noted, if if it's anything regarding the books, you're gonna want to um, email Nina. But if it's for the film, info at passionflix.com. Mm -hmm. um, I know they really appreciate everything, even though it's been overwhelming for them. Um, and yeah, yes, Tatiana, I agree. People watching illegally also rob themselves of beautiful experiences. Um, they may have had watching it legally. Um, <laughs> Betty says, Pam, you could work for Nicholas. Uh, yes. I'd love to work for Nicholas. Could be another chapter for your book, Pam. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, book no, I, I know that I know that Nina, I know that SR, I know the Passion Flix team is really appreciative of everybody um, who is sharing um, illicit and legal sites. Um, and you know, as as Frank is saying, I can't believe what's going on out there. This is where technology does let itself down. I personally have not come across anything, but will definitely report it if I do. Mm -hmm. So angry for SR Tasca and Passion Flix. And then Susie noted. She's appalled to learn that some of the people downloading and watching pirated copies of the movie are so-called fans. This is so disappointing to hear. And I know there's been large efforts. Um, I've, I've, seen, I've seen the posts that MJ has made in um, some of the Spanish-speaking sites as well, um, trying to, to note this in all the different languages to try and get the words out. Um, yes. It's important. To, to share it with everybody that we know because um, it does it does hurt the chances. I know sometimes it hurts the chances of books getting published in other translated languages. So you know and I felt I felt so bad for SR this week when he put that post out you know about I've apologized to passion flicks to the actors and and what have you. I mean I felt it broke my heart reading that from him mm -hmm. because I'm, I know, first of all, I know the Canadian ethos because of my late great, and they do apologize for everything. Yes. But aside from the humor side of that is, I just, 
it broke my heart because he's worked so hard to make sure that this film gets out for everybody and gets out in a way that everybody's going to love. And to have it taken away, this that joy taken away from him hurt me. Hurt for hurt me for him, I should say. Yes. Well, and I think also the good news is um, that he was, in fact, being able to turn that around um, now because he has the new script in his hand. That's so true. that was a nice thing. Plus, I think he was happy to see the Angel Fucker mug get um, released. <laughs> Don't you think? I think that made I him. I think so. I think that made us brought a smile to his face. Um, and one of the things I, I am, I'm, I'm moving off of piracy for a moment and, um, cause I wanted to bring, uh, I, I forgot to mention something very important in terms of doing the reviews, um, and, and my rewatch of the film. And I was really struck by the beauty of the performances of, um, James and Margot. Mm-hmm. Um, beauty for Margot in terms of the fact that boy she just brought it as Krista and she was just the ice princess that you imagine her to be towards Julia um, and James's performance really underscored he really captures that kindness um, and gentleness mm-hmm. and, and James is a big guy he is a big but guy. he had it's like that big teddy bear um, feeling about him and I thought he I thought his performance was really really um, beautifully delivered and I, I feel like I would have been um, remiss without mentioning it <laughs> Betty's ears are burning yes Betty I'm talking about your beloved Paul yes. <laughs> um, Dahlia said oh I hated her referring to Krista. Uh, Peterson, Margot's uh, performance. And that's saying something about her acting. Yes, mm-hmm. it really is. I can't wait to see her in future, the future segments and installments. It's going to be really good. She's going to be fun. Yeah. She will be fun. Uh, and she, was, said, yes. she is such a sweet girl. I mean, mm-hmm. at the filming, we were, we, you know, she came over to the table that we were sitting at as extras and she's talking about, you know, well, what happens? Did I read the book? You know, I mean, all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And um, her dogs, her dog was a rescue and she missed them and this kind of stuff. And and she was talking with Julio about how they rescued their dogs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, Tasca says, Pauline, or uh, uh, Krista. And mm-hmm. she'd get up there, and, and she just turned that bitch on. Uh, it was, you know, oh, yeah, it's a nice bright day, and it's beautiful. Yep. Too bad you can't go. You know, I mean, it was just like that. I mean, it was just instant. Oh, was she, was, she was so, so good. And I, I'm laughing because Monica said, I thought Kenzie was going to make her trip in that scene. Monica, you're making me laugh so hard. That was... <laughs> Because Kenzie could have tripped her, actually. Very easily. And and I could have tripped her. Um, actually, I could have pushed her over because That's she true. literally 
when you see her standing there and those her legs, when you have that shot of her legs when she's ta- stood right in front of the the shot from behind her, I was literally probably a foot from her, right behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredible to watch them film that, and you know, take the yeah, hand just, and hit the back of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tatiana said James and Margot did amazing, and now I'm a big fan of Julia Barrett Mitchell. Um, she was the best. She's incredible. Best Rachel we ever had. Um, and Betty said James did a good job capturing Paul's essence. I can't wait to see more of his performance in part oh, two. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really good. And uh, you know, you think if you look at James and Melanie and their height difference. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of Betty and James. <laughs> <laughs> and so their height cute. difference. <laughs> yeah. James and Julio are about the same height, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're about Is six Ju- four. I, I thought it was six three. Six three, six four, six two then. between six two, six three. They're tall guys. Oh and God, I mean yes. Julia or or Mar uh, Melanie is incredibly petite. So, um, it's, it's, it's really, it's stunning how they filmed them. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, I'm just looking at the chat room. Um, no, the coffee cups. And Kenzie, go ahead about the coffee cups. Coffee cups (laughs) were not empty. They had maybe a half a cup of coffee in each of the cups. I can't speak for James and Melanie's. Mm-hmm. But the extras yes. and the uh, cinnamon bun or sweet roll that was there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the brick. <laughs> the brick. You, mm-hmm. you know, you knocked it on the table and it really knocked. Um, mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want to touch the coffee with, I don't know, I don't care how desperate you were for coffee because God knows how long it had been sitting in that cup. Mm-hmm. And. It was cold. So. Yes. And and I, I thought that, Kenzie, what you wrote, I thought I was thinking that too. Julia's is um, 6'2", although I think he's, I think his bio, he's almost 6'3", if I remember. It's 6'2", and like something. Um, and James is probably 6'1", or 6'2". I think, I think there's like slightly an inch between them. Um, I think Julia was a little bit taller. Um, but they're they're close enough from our from our vantage point, right? Well, yeah. Um, I I had to laugh because when you talk height and differences, mm-hmm. uh, someone that I'm connected to on Twitter DM'd me uh, last week, and we were talking going we were talking about the uh, the movie and stuff, and she said, "Were you were you on set for Lobby when?" Uh, Julio grabbed Melanie and pushed her against the wall. And I said, no. She said, because I wonder how many apple boxes she had to stand on. <laughs> yes, yes. And, That's one, and, of, one of the filming tricks. Uh, yes. they, they do have uh, the shorter actors get on, on boxes. And I know, um, I know that happened in... Um, Actually, we, I don't think we saw any scenes where they had they did that. No, um, we did. But I know in a lot of scenes they did try to do that um, in order to get get them a little bit closer in the frame. Um, yeah, 
Um, as, and as Betty rightly pointed out in the book, Paul is taller. And Monica says, we know Betty, we know rolling eyes. <laughs> and Susie, I wondered the same thing. Did she dance on a box? I wondered that again last night. I'm guarantee she did. She had to. She, and, and the way that they were moved, not, you couldn't tell that they were doing that, but I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost, I would, I would bet money on it that she did. And Dolly said yes, because when Melanie was dancing on Besa Mucho, she seemed to be taller in that scene. Was she on a box back then? I think she was. Kenzie says she's assuming she danced on the box during Besa Mucho because they are only moving side to side. They actually aren't, though, Kenzie. Um, I noticed this last night. He did circle her a bit. So they were moving side to side, but they were turning. But it's something that she could have been doing on the box very easily. Um, and then there was a period where they were just going side to side when the, yeah. you know, that the lobby scene also for me, that was, that was perfection, mm-hmm. man. That was just, just great. Susie thought maybe Mel had six inch heels on. She probably did as well. I think she'd need heels and the box. Cause yeah, she, she probably, she probably was standing <laughs> in the six inch heels on mm-hmm. the box. <laughs> and Betty, Betty's like, Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. Now I feel like Samia. <laughs> <laughs> Samia would approve of that. Yes. Comment. So. Yeah. So, so there, there, there is quite a height difference. Yes. And as, as, uh, Melanie's, uh, sister, sister of another mother mm-hmm. would note, um, they're about the same size. Yes, Kenzie and Melanie are about five one. Um, if you ever saw the picture out there with uh, Melanie and Kenzie, it, it, they do you do look like sisters. It's very sweet, Kenzie, mm-hmm. um, and they are about the same height, which was That's very right. cute. Um, so Michael and, wants to know. Yes, <laughs> William can appear changing topic off. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the script holds. I mean, we, I know that um, Tosca asked about William um, mm-hmm. and as far as the last book. Who knows? That could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. That could be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. SR could tell us right now because he has the script in his hand. That's true. I know. Kenzie's noting Casca said she's looking into his cameo and redemption, so it could happen, but it depends. Time will tell. They could also shoot it so you can't really see the face of William. That's true. You know, they could because if they do something like that, and that way if they'd option the Florentine series, they could have an actor or they could just have different actors portraying it. That's particular, that's completely okay too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, now, um, an interesting fact is the Pennsylvania lottery. Mm-hmm. Is it $385 million or 87 million? Yeah. It's, it's so some big, I, I better buy my ticket. Yeah. So when <laughs> I, when I put my ticket in, um, and it's the winning ticket, I can guarantee that passion flicks will get a nice and flow of cash (laughs) (laughs) well and i I, so that that can be made it's funny i i said to my husband the other day 
Um, you know, I did tell everybody, and I've said it on the podcast, that if I did win the lottery, if I won big money in the lottery, like $385 million, um, anyone who wanted to go to, uh, you know, if we could get all everybody together for a premiere or some kind of visit, I would, I would, I would fly everybody who wanted to go. Exactly. So, um, which would be a fantastic worldwide celebration. Could you imagine all of us being together? It would be great. Oh, that would be so much fun. So, yes. so much fun. It would be. And I see uh, Jan had joined us, and I see Annette. Annette woke up. Woke just up in, in time, time. Just in time for the, the tail end of the podcast. <laughs> Good to see you um, down in New Orleans. Um, it would be wonderful. I, I, if, if we won the lottery, we would have a lot of fun, ladies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we yeah, would. They, they replaced Brad with a random die. Mm-hmm. Because, and well, Betty's saying they could do that with Willie as well. That's true. Um, that's yeah, true. I, I think you could. As And I think someone mentioned as long as they, ha- they were blonde. And I saw that Monica had dreamt about that. So, Monica, who knows? Maybe your dreams are, are coming true. Um, Tatiana said, as for William, the glimpse of black of back of blonde, the blonde head would suffice for now. Um I know, Franca, if we could all meet up in Florence someday, that would be so great. That would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, you know, people are dreaming of, of William and, and Julio, and last night my dream can had rats in it. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and Susie just Susie just put an interesting comment on about she loved how Julia said I'm sorry in Italian when he held Julia against the wall, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something uh, Kenzie didn't notice that so she said time for a rewatch. Rewatch. Um, I thought he said something. I wasn't sure. So thank you for that, Susie. I wasn't sure. Um, I wasn't sure. I didn't catch that. So, um, and Tatiana put it out there. Me dispiace. Or me dispiace, I'm thinking. Piace, yes, yeah. that's so sexy and candid, Tatiana said. Uh, and as Annette said, now I have to watch it again. Of course. It's the best reason, right? I can either go downtown to the Philadelphia Art Museum to a protest today. I have to take the bus because the roads are closed. Or I can watch the movie again in the rain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and Monica says, this sucks. We have to watch it again. I know. It does. And Kenzie's like, does. see, like the novels, you can watch again and again and find new things. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes this such a great film. Kenzie says, I was in the cafe scene. I was there at the cafe scene. I didn't see myself in the cafe scene. Did you see me in the cafe scene? I didn't see me in the cafe scene. I was right outside of the frame. I, I had a great view. I, I loved it. In the frame, that was about it. Yeah, I saw you in the frame. I, I saw you. I was a mag, <laughs> a malignant ghost, Leslie. Yes, I was. <laughs> I had a great view. Like I said, where I was sitting, I was next to Pam and Kenzie. I was in the table next to them. So I could look down to my left and see Julio and Margot and their scene. Mm-hmm. And to my right, I saw um, 
James and Melanie. And um, I was pretty much positioned right next to where the camera is. So I had some of those camera angles. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I could see Betty and our friends KK and Noreen across the way at the table. And they were in um, a lot of the back. You could see them in the, the back ground of the discussions between Paul and Julia. So I did was it was that was funny because I think that's around the same time Tuska told the mm-hmm. table to tone it down a little bit because they were laughing so much. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. I was I was right I was right at the tables next to Pam yeah. and Kenzie. So it was great. It was really, really great. Um, Dolly said, I would have ruined all the takes and made them redo every scene because I'd be gushing about them all the time. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it, it, Dolly, you'd be surprised. We, we were all on our best behavior. We were. I mean, we were gushing, but we also were, you know, you, you're respectful. You're in the moment you want to yeah. be, um, you want to be there. Betty's waiting for her, uh, for Noreen and her Oscar nominations. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it was seriously though, I, I think, I think this production really stands up and I, I do think it should be nominated for an Emmy. I think so too. And, uh, I, I, I hope that it works out that they can get a campaign started for that because I think it'd be Mm -hmm. a a great thing. Um, I do too. You know, and so. the things about the giggling with with Tosca telling that KK and Noreen and Betty to chill mm-hmm. is that was a good part actually a good good way to look at them because it was you really look like you're in a cafe because you're talking you're showing the camera whatever absolutely so, so it was good um, and and the library scene had a lot of people it had uh, Lauren from Krista mm-hmm. and Krista. Mm-hmm. and a few others so yeah yeah it was it was great and Alicia was in one of the scenes mm-hmm. um some of the you can kind of see where some of the fans were um yes but if if just just for you um who are curious when you're seeing the frame Karen with Julia at, in the cafe scene when you're seeing the three women in the background you're seeing Karen on the left our dear Betty in the center right? And, and Noreen is on the right. Mm-hmm. So um, when you do your rewatch to listen to that beautiful um, Italian apology coming out of uh, our professor's mouth, check, check that out. And you'll know that KK, um, Betty and Noreen, that was the order they were in. Yes. So, so really, really good stuff. I don't want to end, but I know we're already way over time. Uh, we are, we are. So, I'm going to leave us this morning with 3 a.m. by Gregory Allen Isakoff. And if you ever get to see him, he's really good. He's a, I, I had, had a great chance to see him uh, two summers ago here in Philadelphia. So enjoy and yes. have a great day. Yes, if you can, if you joined us late, feel free to re-listen to the podcast on Mixler.com slash All Things SR mm-hmm. and, uh, and SoundCloud. Check for the links uh, for the German translation uh, effort and, and for the writing tips for the reviews. 
And Let's write those reviews this week, lady. If you can't hear the podcast on iTunes because you can't get into the Apple podcast group, we are now on TuneIn as well. That's right. We That was the other news. I kept thinking there was something mm-hmm. else we wanted to share, and that was it. So we're on iTunes, Mixler, um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and now TuneIn. Tune in. So have a great day, everybody, and see you on the Amazon later yes. on today. And, and good night, Susie. Sweet good dreams. Good night, Susie. Have <laughs> a great day, a great evening, everyone. Thanks for Take listening. care. God loving in that ocean, sending us all the big waves. And I wish I was a sailor so I could know just how to trust. Maybe I could bring some grace back home to dry land for each of us. Say what you see, but say it so well. So it just don't seem